Hello, my name is Amy Toy, the host of Angel Answers with Amy Toy. Besides being a radio show host, I'm also an intuitive counselor who provides spiritual insight into matters of the heart. Are you confused about your love life? Thinking of getting a new job? Wondering about your purpose and why you are here? I work very closely with not only the angelic realm, but also those who have crossed over to the other side. All sessions are strictly confidential. I also offer long-distance healing sessions using angelic energy. This angelic energy, also known as Integrated Energy Therapy, IET, can be done through Skype or on the phone and helps you get the issues out of the tissues. For first-time clients only, I am offering a 20% discount. You can find me online on amytoyamytoy.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or email me at angelicamy35 at gmail.com or simply call 727-514-7323. May the angels carry you through, and this is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to Angel Answers with Amy Toy. I am your host. We have a very interesting guest today. Her name is Pam Rennie, and she is a master healer, mental mentor, and channeler. And her website is Pam Rennie, dot com. And she is called your sacred journey mentor. How are you doing today, Pam? How's it going? Hey, Amy. I'm great. Thank you for having me today. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, I was reading your bio, and I see that you are, Pam is a gifted and uniquely qualified heart point technique master, an IET practitioner, an alchemist, and a channel. And you draw from both your master healers and those who are just embarking on their spiritual journeys as well. How did you get into this work? What fascinated you? I like to give people like a background of where you guys, where we've come from, because we've been on the journey for a long time, it sounds like, you and I. Yeah, that's that's so true, and it's a great question. Thanks for asking. You know, it's it's interesting, and I kind of love to look back on my life and ask the same question of, how did I get here? <laughs> so, you know, I came in to this embodiment with such a curiosity. That's a big word. And I was pretty young when I started realizing I wanted to know what was true. I wanted to know why I was here. I mean, I didn't know anyone else asking that question. And I seemed to kind of put that question a little bit aside as life got busy and I grew up. And the other thing I really knew I wanted to do was be a mom. And I did that, and I am that. And come about midlife, when many go through multiple kind of awakening changes, that's where that question came back again in a really big way. I was always on a journey and a search. I didn't know it as much being a mom, thinking that was really my role, but I woke up one spring morning, such a distinct feeling of, is this it, really? Hmm. Yeah. There's kind of more. Mm-hmm. And something really pronounced came over me. I realized I'd stopped dreaming. I'd lost sight of those dreams of what I wanted to be and accomplish and experience. And that really propelled me on a search in a new way to really answer that, what's this life? And one door after another opened. Master in Alchemy was one of the most pronounced doors that opened to me and really propelled me into the world of alchemy and what is that. Okay. And 
um, took me down a metaphysical journey of knowing and finding out that there's a lot of ways to heal. And it evolved me into really a remembering, not all at once, not like I wanted to know, tell me. I want that lightning bolt of what am I here to do? But kind of line upon line into awakening that piece, that big question of what else is there in this life? So I hope that gives a little bit of a background. Yeah, but that's that's good because I knew growing up in the, the household that I grew up in that I it was weird. I didn't feel like I belonged, but yet I knew there was something more to this life than what I was growing up in, which was negativity, alcoholism, and abuse and neglect. Mm. So mm-hmm. I had known that, and sometimes we have that inner knowing that things are supposed to um, be different, but we just don't know how to until we get older. Exactly. That is so true. I realize, you know, that I was really in communication with the angelic realm at a young age, but I did not know that. I didn't know that's who they were. I just called them like my little friends, the bears, the fairies, those outside. And I had this active imagination. Never dawned on me that that's what that was about. In fact, it was on the path of mastering alchemy when um, I was at a conference with my husband and there was probably about 250 people and we were going into another meditation and we were told by um, our mentor, Jim Self, that we were going to be visiting the, the archangelic realm and meeting the archangels. And I sat bolt upright and looked around the room like, Did he, what? He just said, what? And no one else looked surprised. I seemed to be the only one that go, wait a minute, hold on here. This is real? <laughs> Not just, you know, in the Bible or statues. Yeah. And I said to my husband, did he just say that? Mm-hmm. And that's how kind of, in a way, that separation we go through, that's really what that was for me. And talk about a whole opening expansion quite rapidly, seemingly, mm-hmm. um, and really changes from those moments forward to connect with the angels and um, to awaken the spiritual gifts, which most, not all of us, but many because we didn't fit in. We knew we didn't fit in. We knew we were different growing up. Um, yes. Our spiritual gifts weren't always in active. We didn't know they were, at least. We didn't know they were real. That was my experience. So my clear audience is one of the thir- first things to just uh, awaken. And again, I did not know. I didn't seek that out. I didn't think mm-hmm. logically that I was going to be a channel. Me? Are you kidding me? I was really shy and quiet. You want uh-huh. me to do what? That was yeah. my response. <laughs> yes, I know. You, you want me to do what again? <laughs> you know, I always tell them, you know, I, I'm very sarcastic with my guides and angels. Like, you guys can keep smoking whatever you're smoking on the other side because I have no idea why you want me to do it. <laughs> they're like, well, you did oh sign up gosh. for this. And they're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I thought I was the only one to argue with an archangel, but my first experience yeah, I can, I can see that you do, <laughs> to channel formally was um, Archangel Gabriel was coming in and he wanted me to deliver this information to my husband. And I said, are you kidding me? I tell the guy enough stuff. Why don't you tell him? And he right. said, I want to tell him through you. And I was like, but this isn't just me and you. That's what I love about this. This is for everyone. This is available to everyone walking the walk to know that we're not alone on this journey. And I think now more than ever, we need that peace of mind, that comfort of knowing that we're connected. Mm -hmm. 
And we are connected. We're all interconnected, whether we're, I would, I don't want to say more on the knowledge scale than others. Let's put it that way. I don't like to use the word evolution. I really don't. Because it's like, oh, you know more than I do. No, I just studied my path a little bit more than you have. But you can reach that point if you'd like to. It sounds like that's what you do with your work. You help people with that path, discovering themselves and where they came yes. from and why they're here. That's my passion. And it's mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I hadn't heard that thought on the word evolution. That's really interesting. I might take a look at that myself because I use it and I would not have thought of it that way. And my line is always, I'm not better than anyone. I'm not different. I may have come in with a different assignment, with different, you know, uh, interests, with different, I signed up for that. I did, really. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And it is my passion to help those who are also feeling that, that quest of, why am I here to discover that? Yeah, and I, I feel you're correct that there's a lot of us who are coming in and we're at this point of, you know, um, awakening. There's a lot of awakening. I mean, I notice even when I'm doing readings and healings, people are asking why, why this, why that? How come I don't feel, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm getting where I want to be in my life? How come I'm not feeling fulfilled? How come I'm feeling something's missing? And they got that thirst and that hunger for, you know, finding out who the hell they are and now what they are yeah. and what they can bring oh gosh, materialistically, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm often saying lately, come on, can we, can we do this a little more comfortably? And, and I'm reminded often, oh, you look at some of the, some of the big names, the, those that are very um, you know, known and followed, their paths weren't easy. And um, no. I don't know, I don't have all those answers of why we learn some of the biggest things we learn in the challenges, but they mm-hmm. do get our attention. It's like I, when I wrote to you this morning to... Um, just connect about our our time. I called it getting whacked with a spiritual two by four. Yep. Because sometimes I, it's those yep. experiences. Um, yep. And Divine Mother brought that little tool into me about a year ago. I thought, oh my gosh, I just saw this big beam. I thought that looks like a two by four. I feel like I just got smacked because they they will not intervene, but yet they really would like to get our attention. And sometimes it's that uh, a forced quiet or something to. Make everything come to a stillness so we can be at the place of paying attention sometimes is all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Let's talk about that. Uh, you had a kind of uh, an awakening, and I'm going to ask you, how do you pronounce this, Leahona, Leahona, and what are, who are your new friends? Yeah, that's a big one. I'm realizing time to make some updates to my website because that ever-changing. I don't know about you before I answer that. I feel like I'm, I'm each, almost each step each week, I'm continuing to grow and expand mm-hmm. and become yep. more aware. So things change so quick. So yep. answering that question, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I could feel, and it was around the time Divine Mother was coming more forward. Um, I've never been one to channel just one archangel or one being. There are always lots of them. And I guess that's fitting of my personality, just kind of the way I am. So I kept feeling this change coming. I kept feeling that there was a group of beings. It was a very unusual feeling for me. And I was a little kind of apprehensive going, hmm. And finally I thought, okay, what's what's going on here? And the new friends came forward. And I heard about them when my mentor, Jim Self, 
been a very, Master Nakami has been a very pivotal part of my remembering who I am. And we were doing a specific body of work, and he pointed to a group of beings that were assisting, and he said, they're your new friends. And I reacted like my entire being just sat up like, oh, my gosh, we're, here you are. I had the most physical response, and anyone else I talked to was like, did you hear him say that? What did you think of that? And they're like, I didn't catch that. And it was huge for me. And I realized it was kind of a, a door opening for me to tap into what I'd been feeling. So, and I really, these are a group of beings that are, have been assisting us, bringing the color codes in, the rays of light through the great central sun for very much more consciously for about the last two years, but very actively participating in the shift of consciousness that we're experiencing, but they did not go through the fall of consciousness and they're not in bodies. I call them a collective of group of beings of all that is, in simple terms, you know? Mm-hmm. So it took me a while because, again, I was at the place of, wait, you want me to do what? And they came in very big and bold and, um, oh, my gosh, blunt. And I went, wait a minute. And they really wanted me to bring them forward. And it was like, okay, hold on. And the first thing I was doing was saying, uh, well, what am I going to call you? Who are you? And as I really got used to more and more their energy and their feel, and I'm just going to take a breath and invite everyone to feel into these friends because they are our friends and they love us and they are passionate about our personal growth, our personal shifts and evolution, and why we are here. And they are great transmitters of light. So in that quest to call them something other than the new friends, because that just felt weird, and they kept Mm -hmm. saying, we are your friends, and I said, okay. I was looking for a name, and I realized I was looking for some aspect of them to come forward, and I was doing um, my own new radio show on blog talk radio and i was getting ready for that one morning and i was walking downstairs and walked as i walked into my kitchen the name leah hona just dropped like it dropped out of the sky leah hona and i knew what that was Mm -hmm. leah hona is a tool it's a very beautiful round globe type tool and this goes to a spiritual story from when i was in a religion called the Latter-day Saints. I knew the Liahona from the, the biblical stories from the Book of Mormon. This Liahona was gifted to a family that was fleeing Jerusalem, and they were in the wilderness totally lost. They came out of their tent, the father did, who was a prophet, and there's this thing on the ground. So I'm looking at this body of information, hearing that name, knowing it's a compass, it's a way to God, going, it's not who they are, that's who I am. I'm the Liahona. I am the pointer too. I am the compass. And I thought, wait a minute here. I had had a reading done. I don't do many readings with others, but one of the first ones I ever had done about nine months before that she said, first thing she said is, I think you should change your name. And I went, oh my gosh, I hope the reading goes better than this because I am not all about changing my name. Are you kidding me? And I just kind of tucked that aside and here I am hearing this exactly a year ago and thought, oh gosh, really? Well, it describes what I do. It has a great vibration, but I still was kind of going, am I supposed to bring this forward on the radio show? I don't know about this. 
And within five minutes, I got a text friend from text message from a really dear friend of mine who shared something that I never knew. I knew this part. I knew she changed her name. I didn't ever pay attention to really her story behind that. I just knew she'd done that. And for the first time ever, she's sharing with me, I want you to know I'm so happy. Today is the anniversary of the day I changed my name. And I just got goosebumps. Nice. 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 So I started using the Liahona in sessions with clients and on the radio and tried it out and thought that does describe what I do. And it just became like another spiritual hat I wear when I'm connecting more concisely, if you will, with these friends. And a funny story. I did a session with someone, excuse me, brand new about three weeks ago who knew nothing about the friends or anything, and it's not updated, hasn't, hadn't been updated on my website at that point. And um, I intro to share a tiny bit about they probably will come forward, just so you know. I didn't give them a name. I just said a group of beans. And sure enough, they popped in, and they introduced themselves and said, we are the new friends. And he started laughing, and I thought, okay, no problem, you know. Mm-hmm. And I found out laughed because he had been pacing his home the day before we connected for the first time in kind of an anguish saying, I just have no friends. And he heard, yes, you do. You have new friends. You just don't see them. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. (laughs) No, you can't. I couldn't tell myself what we read on my website. Nope, I hadn't updated it. He, you know, so, yes. Yeah, that's funny. That's true, though. I used to feel that way. I used to feel growing up because I felt so alone that I didn't have any friends. And they used to say, you have us, Amy, we love you. You're angels. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are, yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) But they became my friends. (laughs) Yes. It's it's true, it's funny, and sometimes it's downright frustrating because we still, I think, I know for me, we still can be looking outside of ourselves for those connections. We still, we want our tribe, we want our people, we want our girlfriends, we want our friends, and more and more, the message has been so deep to connect within yourself, to be that friend for you, and to be connected in these realms of the expanded consciousness because they really are here to help us. But sometimes we want them to be more physical in a sense of like... Yes. Yeah, we do. And it, and it's really sad because um, I... <laughs> it's funny, you know, uh, they call that song Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. And I was just talking to a yeah. friend of mine this morning who was a dear person. And um, this one old, I'll say toxic, venomous friend, ex-friend. I call her a friend of me. I found out some information about her that I was suspecting, but I'm like, I'm not the one who's going to pull the trigger on this one. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing how we attract these different individuals because of desperation or feeling lonesome or not feeling worthy enough to be more selective in who we have in our lives. I've had to learn that mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Mm. Oh, my gosh. The things yeah. we experience. You know, yeah. and so... For two years, I've been really pointed more to going within, and I was having an Akashic yep. record reading with my dear friend, who I went to immediately about the friends, and we've done a lot of, in the beginning, reading around them, and 
and it was really established the friendship with these new friends. And I'm like, well, what, you know, like what, ask them to go to the movies with me? And she's like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, right. I can just see that. I'm turning and looking at an empty chair going, oh my gosh, can you believe they just said that? And I thought, yeah, I probably can see myself doing that. You know, and another, another interesting piece of this for me is, um, I, I just paused a moment because I'm like, am I going there? Yeah. I just got really quiet all of a sudden. Just a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, no, no, yeah, no, really, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I do the same thing. Do I really want to go there? And they're like, yeah, you might as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, guys. Fine. Well, I've learned that sometimes people, when they work with me, they think I've really got it all together. And that's not that I want to point out that I don't. Mm-hmm. But it's that continuing growing because, you know, here I'm, the friends were different than just Changeling, Chain only, excuse me. You know, my family knows I'm working with Archangels and Ascended Masters and all that. And it's still not much different really than when I was little feeling like, where do I fit in? I still feel like that at times. I still feel like, yeah, you want me to say that? All right, I'm going to say that. Or that my, you know, still learning powerful lessons within the last year to sit at the table with my whole family and go, it's okay that I'm still very different, even among these these people I birthed, that Mm. they don't really know everything I do, and that's okay. They don't have to understand it. It felt very foreign at first, mm-hmm. and it's been an interesting journey, feeling really comfortable with that. I read something the other day. It would have been a good idea to capture it, but I didn't. But it said something like, no one really knows you. They see the part of you that they can see, and they think who you are from that part. Mm-hmm. But only you know who you really are. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Thought, Damn, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, we do experience things through our consciousness. Even in channeling, we know we are channeling through the consciousness that we are. We could get a very different type of message, you and I. Still have an enormous value, but different because of who we are and our unique personalities. Very interesting. That's, That's true, though. Kind of drops drops in from I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> Some things you never know. It's going to come out of my mouth on this show. It's kind of like, all right, I have questions, but sometimes it just goes off in different directions and different topics and different areas. Every day. Like, yeah, I'll listen to the shows too, and I'll be like, where did that all came all come from? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I do so much, so much. You know, and um, I want to say this about the friends. Yes, one of the reasons they keep pointing to their friends is because we want that we want that relationship, and they really point, like I've been mentioning, back to being being the friend we want to be within ourselves. It's so much about you know the we get tired of hearing the love yourself, but really being the love that we are, allowing ourselves to nurture ourselves. Most people didn't get that nurturing. I said a whole 
create a whole segment of healing around nurturing from the womb forward to going right back to that moment of conception through the womb, through the birth, when many of us in the generations we were born, we came into that screaming, stark lights, slapping the baby on the butt. And who wants that to bring in that leveling of nurturing? And the friends are so about bringing that and reminding us. They, they would say, that when we first was bringing them forward more, they'd say, we don't really understand what we see in you humans because you're not happy. You're not doing happy very well. Right. And they'd say it from a place almost like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah. I'm kind of right. Wow. Yeah, exactly. They really remind us to lighten up, mm-hmm. to, to be happy. Mm-hmm. And there's been a real level of spiritual guilt lifted. We talked about this a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Those of us walking our walks, uh, if you're going to use the title, it's kind of thrown out. And I don't know we really like to say healer anymore, but yeah, I've been called that because you can put a lot of energy into what you, quote, should be doing or where you should be at. You know, gee, yeah. <sighs> Maybe in, in the should, we just don't want to shift on ourselves. That's just so uncomfortable. What I love yeah. about the friends is they really, I know, they pointed out that sometimes we're just assisting others in transmuting things. We're not attracting something because we did it wrong or because we need to learn something so big or we messed up when we we're seven. So guess what? Here's your lesson now that really we came to expect experience ourselves in multiple ways, mm-hmm. sometimes it's as simple as that, that we are transmuting by standing near someone who's, I'm just going to use the example, we're standing near someone, not that that's really happening, but it could be we're connecting with a friend, a new friend per se, in, you know, a human one, that all of a sudden we're like, oh my gosh, why did this person come into their life? my life? They're kind of a mess. What did I do to attract that? And maybe we're just assisting them with a light we are to transmute, and maybe there's nothing to do but that. And I realized that felt really empowering. Mm-hmm. And it took away a feeling of I hadn't fixed something or I hadn't e- evolved perfectly, that I'm still attracting something uncomfortable when maybe, maybe another aspect or another approach to look at that was I was assisting them from another avenue, angle, And I wasn't to fix anything. I was just to allow that light that I am to be. And that's it. I felt kind of freeing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you do blame yourself. You're like, okay, I'm supposed to be this self-realized person, but yet I attract this or that, or I have this person in my life, and I found out this, and I found out that. So there's a lot of self-blame and self-loathing, I think, that goes with that. Who wants that? Yeah, I don't want that. Hell no. I don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. I just want to be happy. I just want to be content and blissful and happy. Yeah. I've also pointed out that something, and maybe you feel this too, I don't, I don't always have words, but something very significant, I feel like we changed direction in a sense, that maybe at a mass level that we've reached a certain vibration collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it just feels like something dramatic changed. I don't have much more words for it than that, but I just felt that sense of things feel different. And usually when I'm going through a shift of things feel different, sometimes there are no reference points for that. Literally mm -hmm. like, it's almost like an I don't even know what to do next feeling. Do you have days like that? Yes, I do, and I, I feel like I was going through that like the end of last year, beginning part of this year. Like I was shifting into a new energy and just mm -hmm. kind of getting into that. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did change directions in a major way on something that I thought I was going to be with, and I didn't. I just kind of left it alone and walked away from it. Big lessons, big experiences. Yes, and so you go through that and you just, okay... Your gut tells you, or at least my gut told me not to go in this direction, and I just knew it's like I was repelled against going to something, and I did. And it, it was painful, but I was glad I did because I'm at more peace with it and more content mm -hmm. and, and not feeling so torn about things. So that's, that's my experience. It makes me think of an, an experience I had a couple of weeks ago with um, someone I mentor she said she was a little frustrated with herself because she said, I saw the red flags, I saw the signs, and I did it anyway. And the information was, well, hold on. You did do it anyway, and it brought you something amazing, even though there was a little bit of discomfort in that one little piece of it. And maybe it wasn't a red flag not to do it. Maybe it was a red flag to go, hey, you know what? Be mindful of your energy field because it's going to be a little bit bumpy, but wow, once you get past that part, you're going to experience something absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, very true. And uh, people, you know, I, you, you get self, like I said, self-blame and self-loathing. That should be out of our vocabulary. Definitely. That and Archangel Metatron said... About the last, and, and sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like he usually talks like this. And this is one where I'd like to ninth ray of sound, like that he said it this way. But that our self doubt will be about the last thing that we'll clear away. And um, yeah, that's an easy one when, when we have big pieces of information come in. Like and we talked about coming on and say what? You want me to say what? I've done that so many times working one on one, and 99.9% of the work I do is. Um, connecting over the phone via the web. It evolved that way, which was fascinating to me, and I love that because I connect with people literally all over the world. And sometimes mm -hmm. I'll be feeling in my own mind, you want me to say what? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's usually particularly the case when it's a connecting um, of a loved one that's passed, passed on. I'll get these signs and say, okay, and then I'll say, does this mean anything to you? And they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. Yes, and I'm kind of going, oh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> I know. I know. And um, you just kind of like, you say it, and you just, and people are like, how did you know that? And you're just like, well, I was told to tell you this, and you impact their lives more than other than ways you can't imagine. You may not understand the message, but they're supposed to know it, too. It's the periscope, the spiritual periscope. Mm. Now, there's a word I bet you haven't said maybe in a million years, if ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The periscope is usually when I was a kid, you know, looking at the periscope and saying, what the hell is this? That's the only time I've said it. <laughs> I believe you. And I felt the same way. And that's how I was when I kept hearing that word for a solid month. 
and I kept seeing, I get funny little words and references and I was seeing myself like look through a periscope. Like, and my thought was, I was looking like, is it safe to come up yet? Which that was a joke. I didn't really mean that, but I was really walking the walk of such an expansion that, um, I felt kind of closed in. I wanted to go to a cave somewhere. I wanted to be so away from everything. And that just wasn't realistic. My family probably would go, um, no, I don't think so. We, we don't want you to do that. So it was kind of like the way that I could do that. I kind of really got quiet. I wasn't doing any classes. I still had my sessions and I kept seeing this periscope. And finally it was, it's a spiritual periscope connecting us to the higher realms of what's available in this expansion. It's a divine connection. And I realized Mm. that's my, yeah, how about that? That's my tool with the new friends is it's looking through this spiritual periscope to see what else is available. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, it is. Well, when I had my third near-death experience, I kept seeing panoramic view, panoramic view, and people were like, what the hell is that? (laughs) Well, when you have a life review, that's what it is. It's a big panorama of things. (laughs) Never said that word after that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. These big words, and people are like, what the hell is that? Well, it's a panoramic view. It's a very wide uh, screen. <laughs> it's bigger than the movie screens you go see it today in the theaters. So, yeah, that's the word I remember. They kept saying, remember that, Amy? Okay, yes, I do. I remember. I remember. They like to, that's my guides are, yeah, my guides like to remind me of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. They, they um, do. Yes, they do. And it's kind of like, okay, I, I tried to forget that now. I got little, yeah. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do. Can we forget about it? So anyway. <laughs> and move on. Well, now you've got this periscope you can use, and that's I know that's something I'll be bringing forward to really kind of help build the bridge for people because I know many still feel, you know, in the in that quest of I don't hear my guys, I don't hear you do. They're there, mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of allowing yourself to decide to be more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and awakening those senses and the deeper purpose of there is a pretty big value to be connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Definitely. Definitely. Um, how can we, how many people feel stuck in pa- habits and patterns? How do you mentor them through that? Uh, you know, people say, call me up too, and they'll say, I'm stuck. Really? Are you? Yeah. Or did you decide that? I don't want to say that to them, but I can't. Sometimes I just don't. I'm just like, Mm-hmm. So how do you people? You, how do you help them? You bring up something really valuable because, of course, we know lots of the law of attraction. But if you think you are, then you may very well be. So it's a thought process. But you know, we what I've come to experience mm, for myself and when I observe others, I call it the default pattern. You know, we if we look at how amazing we are and how brilliant we are and how capable we are, we could easily say, why aren't we doing more? Hmm. And there's multiple answers to that, many of which is, well, we're still learning and growing things. But one of the biggest things to deal with that stuckness, and there can be 10 ways to answer this on 10 different days. (laughs) I'm going to go to that default. We have a very... It can be unconscious, especially when we're going through those points of where we're losing the reference and we almost don't know what day it is or what 
what to wear because everything feels so different that we don't know where which end is up. Um, but it can be a little comfortable and the discomfort of falling back, if you will, into the old ways. Hmm. It's not always conscious. You know, hmm. uh, look at people that have been through some very traumatic life experiences when they were young. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just go away. Some no. of those fragments take a lot, a lot of healing. So to be specific, I assist them with guiding them to clean, clear out their energy field to make certain there's no static. As multidimensional beings, where, where there's, there's aspects of our consciousness that um, can be still patterning after other lifetimes. So it's a matter of making certain without having to go into any story, but just disconnecting from that so that we're in this this lifetime fully present, not with some old uh, DNA from ancestral patterns. It's kind of a, I do a soul unification or a soul retrieval, if you will, of collecting oneself up. And in particular, this is huge, releasing all those projections of all of the people that have loved you in your life, like your mom and dad that said, no, you can't do that. Are you kidding me? That was my mom when I wanted to be a nurse. That's disgusting. Mm. Okay. And Mm -hmm. we still run those programs. So it's, it's a very, and it's not a, doesn't have to be a huge process. Many things can happen instantaneously, but it is a little bit of awareness of disconnecting from those things, conscious and unconscious and extremely important, putting attention and focus on what you want to experience. What do you want to be doing? And I'm about to say something else, but I want to pause and say, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yep. Oh, yeah. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. And we don't consciously, I think, mean to replicate a lot of those things, but we do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it is a process and a choice and decision is a huge tool, just like our mm-hmm. thoughts are, to empower us that we absolutely and do things in a new, different, and more empowering way. Hmm. And that other thing I was going to share, hold on, that just went somewhere else. Hmm. Hmm. That's fascinating. That was a segue into. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I know. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, people don't, um, let's get back into the um, ancestral generational healing situation. Um, I've noticed in my own journey that there were patterns that I was self-aware of, but I had to clear them out. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it's like, I felt like a whole new person. I felt like I didn't belong in the DNA pool anymore with the other people I was brought up with. And uh, mm-hmm. it's very freeing. I don't know. I, I felt it was very freeing. I don't know about you, but it I is. feel it's extremely freeing. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and knowing that, knowing that we can do that, that that's possible and capable is enormous. Uh-huh. And not owning anyone else's experience for our own. And go, um, going back to where I was going, it just came back. And it's about the law of attraction and manifesting. Yes. Something really fascinating. And this ties into those stuckness and the changing things and 
feeling that we're just spinning our wheels in the same old place that, that people can feel like. A lot of people I'm working with, they're creating things. They're wanting to move forward in specific ways. And something really powerful came in. It's, it's so simple. It's so precise. And the friends pointed to knowing the picture of what you want to bring forward. I'm going to use something specific. Let's say, let's say I'm going to use me, I guess, as an example. Let's say I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. And I really vision touring with the book, and I'm all excited it's done, and I envision all those things, and I'm envisioning the success of the book, and I really want this to happen. I'm excited. And you go into that body to create that, to create that reality, mm-hmm. and they point out that there's a gap. And the gap was living it now. The gap was, as I, I get to see it through other people, was this person was projecting, I want to be that way, then I want to be really happy. I want to be prosperous. I want to be successful. But they didn't feel it right now at all. And there was a gap. There was a disconnect. And the disconnect became, it isn't about saying, I'm going to be a famous author. I'm going to have all this. It's what is the, the word that came forward in this session was another really weird word. I actually Googled it while we were together because I said, this isn't unique. It was a linchpin. Not the way you might think, but it was about the bridge that's a kinder word, a more fun word. Lynchpin was about being who you are right now to manifest what you want. And it was about embracing that and not like, oh, I'm going to be happy when. You know, we all know that dance. It was, what is it you want to be right now in order to bridge to be the linchpin for that to happen? And it was, oh, it was bringing the manifestation to present moment. You're not going to have that if you're not happy not going to work. So what is your foundation right here? They're getting really passionate about this. What's your foundation right here? Who are you? How do you want to experience yourself? And then it was the aha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to be happy. I want to be, there's a big living word from alchemy, senior. It's not about being old. It's about this is me. This is my body. This is my journey, my experience. I'm senior. Take a big breath and feel that. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to be me in my space and kick all those other people out of the center of my head who have told me. I want to be senior. I want to be happy. I want to feel a sense of freedom. And when we embody that, when we're manifesting that for walking our walk, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's when we're manifesting the big stuff without that disconnect gap. Hmm. Do you see that? Yeah, I, I get it. No, it makes total sense. That's what I try to convey to my clients. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. We all feel that yeah. disconnect and forget. Bring it right here, right now. And Lord Metatron has always said, add the emotions. Yep. That's essential. Feel it. Yes. You want that book? Feel yourself holding that book that's just published in your hand and turning the page and writing your first signed copy. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because you have to feel into it. You can visualize it, you can talk it into existence, but you have to feel into it. Yeah, there's that and vibration. That's there, that vibration, and people are like, but I want that job, and I want this, and I want that. I said, well, you, the universe is always going to be wanting or needing, for that matter. It's how you're verbiage, too. You have to feel yeah. you're already in that job. You already have to feel into it. One of my favorite experiences and stories is how typical is it for us to, or it used to be for me to say, oh my gosh, I'm, less, I'm just going to use an example of running some errands and I was concerned that I would forget to bring whatever with me. 
And I, ugh, I don't want to forget that. And I realized, well, you just set yourself up to forget it. And so I started tweaking my wording. I'm really big on the wording. And using mm-hmm. the, oh, I'm so glad I'm remembering to bring that electric bill with me. Back in the days, mm-hmm. that. I'm remembering to bring that with me. And I've been doing that for probably six or eight months, really successful using that. I'm so glad I'm going to remember to. And uh-huh. I was on a, a flight to Houston and was really excited because I was going to be, I was connecting to um, South Padre Island, but I was meeting my, my best friend from childhood and senior in years. And I put, along with my carry-on bag, under the seat, my brand-new Nikon SLR. And as I placed it under the seat, I thought, oh, I'm going to forget that. And I didn't correct my thoughts. So I forgot it and left it on the plane. Oh, no. <laughs> I did get it back. But it was a really, there was that two-by-four experience of how important and that it's real. That it wasn't just a, I'm making this up as I go along and, yeah, yeah, I'm remembering it. No, I really that tweak of wording and the thought process really mattered. Uh-huh. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I do. I remember to do this before I go out and do that. You know, I I, rem- I say that. I remember to do <laughs> I just keep doing that. <laughs> and you're right, it's true, because uh, before <laughs> I would do the same thing as you did. That is interesting how our phraseology is, our verbiage. Yeah, it's huge. And then we get it some is. words pop in like, Panoramic periscope. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna forget that. <laughs> that, was, that was weird. I had to Google that. This feels really interesting. I want to know more. And it was um, actually not. I need to write that one down because it was really big. It wasn't the, um, the. It wasn't about a pin passing through the end of an axle, but it was about a. And I'm quoting the little dictionary here. A person or thing vital to an enterprise or organization. So it was really about something vital. And the vital piece was, who are you right now? Who do you want to be to embody the fullness of what you're intending to manifest out there? Mm -hmm. What is it? Fake it till you make it, act as if. All those wonderful phrases that we've heard. Well, at least I have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's big girl panties yeah. on. That was one of the first early ones. It was like, mm. I just visioned really huge, big granny pants. <laughs> Those tidy whities. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the ones that came to my mind were as a um, a gag gift at one of my first bridal showers. My bridesmaid, huge pink and white striped nylon panties. They were the biggest ones she could find. It was really funny. And they always, when I heard that phrase, that's what popped into my mind. The really crazy part was when I was pregnant, I actually wore them. So. Wow. <laughs> you needed to know that. You needed that yeah. visual. <laughs> yeah, I got the visual. I'm very clairvoyant. It's kind of funny because <laughs> I'll be talking to clients and I'll, I'll get the visuals. I'm like, you know, I really don't want to know what you did your, with your boyfriend last night or your husband, okay? So, I don't want to know that he got you up against the wall. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you put your back out. Let's just see. Bring this into alignment. No details needed. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just too funny. I don't need to know a lot of things. You know, it's uh, bad enough I know what I know. <laughs> oh, I got the best card from a dear, a dear, wonderful soul sister that I work with, again, for a long time. And, and um, it was a really, it was just to kind of character old ladies laughing on the cover. And I don't remember what the cover said, but inside it said, we could never stop being friends. We know too much about each other. 
That's true. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Oh my God, that is great. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> and you always knew you wanted to be a mom. I you did. always knew. Really? Yeah. Well, my husband a couple times just said, you know, we could have done like dogs or puppies, but I did. Um, it has not been easy. I will be the first one to say out loud, it's not been an easy journey. I was really little. I mean, I've probably done the mom thing uh, a few million times over, I guess, maybe. Um, I have four and grandbabies, oh. too, all boys. And oh um, I've been amazing. The youngest one at home is 15, Gavin. He's been an amazing teacher. And there's mm-hmm. a big gap between him and the next one, who's 26 years old. Okay. And, uh, oh, okay. I uh, loved being a mom. I loved having little babies. When they got a little older, that's when it was like we went through some really big, huge challenges. And that was like, really? And then this part of my journey, I could see myself kind of laughing, going, wait a minute. I had to just be in that line, you know, that line you get in when you're going to recycle and come back in and go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I meant to do that. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yes, mm-hmm. add that in. I know I can do that, too. And I uh-huh. had this really long list of just said, no problem, I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I knew... But back to the mom piece, did you have something specific to ask me about that? No, no, just there. wondering, because um, I never really felt that pull to become a mom. I have a lot of friends who felt the same way and are not moms. You know. More, more yeah. at this stage of my life, and that's totally fine. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I have five fur babies that are cats, but I never Aww. felt I was never like that. My one friend came down and she was visiting from Indiana down to Florida here, and she goes, "You would have been a really great mom." And I'm like, "You know what? Thank you for that, but no, thank you." Yeah, and good that you knew that. I sat with my daughter. We have a really sweet Mother's Day ritual. And I was at her house Saturday night. We were up way late talking, and she talked about, you know, we just shared that common bond knowing of that very, that biological clock thing. It wasn't quite like that, but that overpowering once we were married type thing and that baby was to come. It was a real deal of a very strong, there's a baby, come. And I had that, I had distinct experiences with all of my pregnancies, particularly hers. Oh, because okay. Because I had, my second one was only eight months old, and it was, I had a dream, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Another one? Now? Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell my husband that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, it, um, it never was, and uh, I don't think I would have been able to do the work and do the self-discovery and everything if I had had children. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think people can do it, and that's great. Um, but I have my fur babies, and they're my, my babies, and I get nervous leaving them with a cat sitter for a week if I have to go away or two. So, mm-hmm. And I have so. fur babies, too, but they're dogs, and I completely understand that. Uh, they are my babies. And, and you know, you're... I'm sure you know that that's exactly right for you. And yep. there are many, many on their spiritual journey that are single. They're alone. Mm-hmm. They don't have um, a partner or babies, and that's completely okay. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah, all well, do I would it, like, like to... I said, the way... Sorry. Yeah, I would, I'd love the partner 
you know, ship. I would love to find the right person to travel with and be supportive. But as far as the kids, nah, I'm I'm way past that. I'm in my 40s. I'm done with that. Yeah, with that. and that's cool. Well, you know, just to mention, I'm never afraid anymore. I mean, it felt uncomfortable being younger, feeling different and weird. But anymore, I really embrace it. And one of the ways I know how weird I am, and my husband too, is we've been married for like freaking ever. <laughs> and we'll say how weird it is because we have. That's That was just our journey. We have been married a long time. And um, yeah. I just, I, I joke about that, but that's just, we knew we came in to, to do this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. And I well, still um, like him. I yeah, I know. I mean, that's great. And I know I'm supposed to have a partner in life, but I'm older. And uh, sometimes it happens when you're supposed to be older, too. I think you get uh, more. Everybody has a different path, but, you know, I knew when I, I was do. more settled. And that's where I'm at in my life right now. So that's cool. And I love helping everyone know that. Our path is not meant to be like someone else's, our, your experience is going to be different than like, oh, we're going to have the common threads that are so fun to share and laugh about. Mm-hmm. And it's really about loving where you're at. And that's a big one. Loving where you're at, loving who you are, and realizing to find the humor, to find the joy, and find the acceptance in, you're not like me, and that's okay. You're like you. And mm-hmm. I love the analogy of the forest and the Whatever, however that analogy went where the tree didn't look at the daisy and go, gee, I wish I was a daisy. They don't do that. Why do we do it? Yeah. Why do we have to have, oh, you have to get married and have kids. Why do you have to do this? I'm out of three girls. I've been divorced. I don't have children. And I didn't get married when I was in my 20s. I got married when Mm -hmm. I was 34, 35 the first time. And that was mm-hmm. okay, and I was the first one to divorce and not be unhappy in a marriage. <laughs> yeah, everybody's different, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah, and what an example you were to your mom that it, it, you could do it different and that's okay. Oh, yeah, you can do it different. Well, oh Pam, gosh, I, we're, running I, a, we're, yeah, we're running out of time. I'm so sorry. I love, we could talk for hours. <laughs> I think we I could. I think we could. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's been enlightening. So tell people where we can find you. Uh, and I I was looking at your website. You said you got to update it, but it's a pretty website. Tell people where we can find you and uh, all that wonderful stuff. You can find me at www.pamrenny.com. That's P-A-M-R-E-N-N-I-E. And I am passionate about all the things we talked about and more. So take mm-hmm. a gander at my site. I do offer a free I think it's important to connect, so I offer a free consultation um, just to come together in a conversation because, you know, you want to make sure that um, we'd be a good fit to work together if you're interested, and sometimes it's just a conversation that's needed, not even a deep session, so I offer um, consultations that way where we just come together and talk for a little bit of time and gather insights and have a divine connection that way, and in addition to the energy work, too. Well, thank you well, thanks for coming for having on the me. show. Oh, thank you for coming on. This is great. This is delightful. This was so delightful. I enjoyed it. I really I enjoyed it, too. That's the word I was just going to. <laughs> for great minds, great minds think a lot. Well, um, my name's Amy Toy with Angel Ends with Amy Toy. Join me next week for another fabulous guest. And uh, Amy's out, and may the angels carry you through. <laughs> 